Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and in downtown Laurel. We're glad you're with us around the state or online or just wherever you may be tuned in. Head basketball coach Jay Ladner is going to join us here momentarily. Got lots to talk to him about. Big development for basketball right after he got off the Eagle Hour last week, so we're going to take credit uh, for, <laughs> for this good news. Uh, opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, and we thank them for their support as always. Uh, Justin and his gang cook delicious food seven days a week. They're located right next to the mall in Hattiesburg. And uh, you can enjoy that delicious food at the drive-thru, take-home, in the dining room. However you choose, just be sure you choose Dickies. All right, head basketball coach Jay Ladner on the phone with us. Coach, we had you on the Eagle Hour last week, and you had to leave a little early because you had a conference call, a a Zoom call, and you signed a big-name point guard uh, right after you left the show last Thursday. (laughs) From here on, Bob, I'm I'm – Y'all are going to be part of our recruiting process. Because literally hung up, uh, had about a five-minute window to prepare for that Zoom. Of course, it was already organized. And at the end of that Zoom, about an hour later, he, uh, that young man, Waylon Napper, uh, committed and, has, of course, has signed scholarship with us since then. And uh, so, y'all, y'all, I'm very superstitious, and I, look, I don't want to change. So, get ready. All right. Uh, it may, it may be, it, it may be uh, sometimes on on quick notice. But uh, yeah. y'all are going to super talk is definitely going to be part of our next uh, our next Zoom. Well, coach, anything we can do to help, we're we're, we're here to serve. Right. So uh, whatever. So tell us just a little bit about Waylon Napper. I know you're excited about him. Yes. Uh, first of all, is rated as one of the top junior colleges. Uh, in the country, uh, I mean, top junior college players, I'm sorry, in the country. And he uh, plays at Dodge City uh, Community College in Kansas. Kansas has one of the better junior, uh, regarded as one of the better junior college leagues uh, in the United States. Uh, really, really strong uh, league. And to be able to play in that league and, of course, be as successful as he, he is or was in that league is, is certainly a plus to us. And, um, but anyway, he averaged he averaged 21 a game, uh, uh, a record eight assists a game. Uh, again, rated as one of the top junior college players in the country. And there is a kind of a unique story, and kind of it, it, it talk about positive momentum and how things go sometimes. And players wanting to play with other high profile players. Uh, it, so I'm going to have to give some of the credit back to Isaiah Moore. Isaiah Moore is a 6'10", uh, former center at. at at Pearl River on their their thirty and O team two years ago, of course, was the second leading score for St. John's uh, University in New York this past year, and coming wanting to come closer back home. Of course, I had recruited Waylon Napper back at even when he was in high school, and uh, when I was coaching at Southeastern Louisiana. Of course, he went on to Dodge City instead of signing Division One to make sure that his grades and 
and so forth were okay. So he ended up in junior college like a lot of guys. And uh, when we signed Isaiah Moore, all of a sudden we went from being very uh, uh, just maybe a consideration of his to being a high, uh, a high priority as far as for his at one of his top schools or top choices. And um, so, so the Isaiah Moore signing for us created a lot of positive momentum, and then it allowed us, that relationship allowed us to sign Waylon Napper, and not because just Isaiah Moore, but they had been high school teammates. That's the connection. So I, I'm just thrilled to death. Of course, Rashad Bolden, one of the top players, uh, point guards, and we knew signing a point guard was going to be, or, or signing really two point guards was going to be a high priority for us. Uh, we were able to sign one of the top two players in Mississippi and Rashad Bolden at the point, and of course now one of the top probably two point guards in, in our in the United States in, in uh, Waylon Napper. So we're excited about uh, we we would definitely been able to fill a big need there, uh, and that's going to allow Jerron Pierre and Tay Hardy uh, to play in more of their natural positions off the ball. So it's going to help everyone involved, and it, it's, 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 again, it's very exciting. Good. Luke, get in here with Coach Ladner. Coach, I was looking at Napper's statistics. Of course, the 20 points a game uh, jumps out at you, but you know you know he's a true point guard. He's averaging a little over eight assists a game, and that was really what you wanted to, to bring a guy in to be able to steer the ship. And so Ladner, I mean, so uh, Napper looks like he not only scored, but he's going to dish well also. Well, definitely don't. Ladner couldn't do that when he played. <laughs> All I did was want to shoot. Uh, uh, anyway, Coach, Coach Turk got mad at me one time. He said, he, he said, he said, dang, Jason, the only time you ever shoot is when you touch it. <laughs> so I've, I've actually barred that from Coach Turk in, in, in rest coach's soul. Uh, Coach had a lot of uh, quips like that that I've, I've, I've stolen from him and kept, kept going over the years. But, uh, yeah, Luke. He uh, he he's a here's here's a little bit more back his background, and I like the fact that y'all y'all are talking about these guys because as we describe these young men, of course, our fan base and and y'all have such a wide uh, and and strong uh, audience. Uh, you know, they it gives them a chance to get to know these young men, and uh, so they're already going to have some ideas, some background. You know, maybe when they are able to put their eyes on him for the first time. But he has a really strong – he was one of the top football recruits uh, in South Carolina his senior year as well. I think he was, as a receiver, uh, had had over 1,500 yards and uh, an ungodly number of touchdowns. I don't want to tell Coach Hall that. He'll be wanting to come over here and steal him from me. But uh, <laughs> so, he, but, but he chose to play basketball in junior college. Um, had a lot of – of course, he because of academics at that time, although he's done well academically since, he, he had to choose junior college, and he had a lot of junior college offers, some of the top football programs in the country in junior college offer him as well. So he's got that kind of tough, hard-nosed, physical mentality that a football player brings, and I love that. And he, um, and, but, but his ability to see the floor, uh, uh, drive and create, uh, and he just, he just he's a special player. And, and it's uh, exciting is the best word I can use to – Explain. We can't wait for him to get here. He can't wait to come to Hattiesburg. He was so excited uh, having a chance to re- regroup with uh, Isaiah and, and get down here to Hattiesburg. But he's he's as excited as we are, and, and that's special to me. I want guys in our program that want to be part of our resurgence, want to be part of Southern Miss, yeah. uh, want to be here. 
and uh, not just look at it here because either they couldn't. Well, I, this is maybe the best choice that I have, but they they truly believe and bought into to our vision for our program. So he he's one of those guys, and y'all 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 will see when he gets here. He's 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 a special young man. When, when he's uh, running the point for the Eagles next year, we'll take the credit for it, Coach. Um, so you've got Absolutely. your point guards. I, I, I'm going to give them to you. <laughs> you got your point guards. Uh, what are other positions you're looking at? I'm just, you know, on social media, I uh, don't know anything about this young man, but a guy named Linton Brown, Juco player. He's narrowed Southern Miss down between New Mexico and St. Bonaventure. And so there's other guys you guys are actively recruiting. What positions are you, are you looking to sign next, Coach? Yes. Uh, well, of course, we filled a big need with uh, Isaiah Moore, so we want to go ahead and make sure. And then, of course, we feel very good about where we are in our, our point guard position. Um, uh, but but we need uh, – I can't really directly talk about the young man you just mentioned because he, he hasn't signed with us. Um, but certainly that position and, – and I'll just put it this way, Ladavius Drain uh, played the three position and, 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 and uh, had a great career for us. That's, that's the position that we're looking to fill, somebody that can really score the ball. Young man you just mentioned is, is, is certainly high, a high priority for us. And we also want to sign a big body, a big body, big body big that can defend uh, a lot of the teams in our – almost all of the teams in our league had 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot big body guys that – you know, I, we were just overmatched in there physically, not 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 overmatched effort wise, or even sometimes talent skill, but we were overmatched physically inside at times. So we we need to address that need to give us a rim protector, somebody that can defend the big bodies and on the other team and rebound the basketball. Of course, uh, hopefully they they offensively skill well enough too. But uh, that those are the those are the two positions I remain in two spots that we need to fill. All right, Coach, we're going to hold you over. Uh, you uh, agreed last week to come back, and, and we're grateful. We want to talk to you about the transfer portal. We're, we've talked a lot about this, but this seems to be a, a major development in collegiate athletics, and uh, this one-time transfer rule. had Coach McNellis on the show yesterday, and uh, want to talk to you about the men's side uh, when we come back. Real quickly, I'll tell you that your comment about uh, the football coach grabbing your point guard reminds me of a time I was talking to uh, – Coach Turk before a game, and we were watching Clarence Weatherspoon warm up, and I said, Coach, you know, he'd be a heck of a tight end. And no, I didn't get it out of my mouth when he looked at me and he said, Spoon ain't playing football. So uh, I, I know how you basketball coaches are about stuff like that. We're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Great, great story. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Coach Ladner right after this. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. We're talking to basketball coach Jay Ladner. Always uh, delighted to have him on the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. You can get some good-looking basketball swag there, I'll guarantee you. They're open six days a week on Hardy Street. You can shop them online at campusbookmark.net. Tell Miss Kathleen that 
you heard about them on the Eagle Hour. All right, uh, Coach Ladner, I want to get to the transfer portal and all that, but real quickly, uh, Kelly Sander called me and asked me to get you to comment uh, on whether there's a connection between Tay Hardy and Isaiah Moore. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, strong, uh, and, and I maybe should have mentioned that as well. I know we got to talking about the Wayland Napper Isaiah Moore high school teammate connection, but yes, uh, we would not have gotten. Um, there, there's two two main uh, cogs in in us being able to get Isaiah Moore transferred from St. John. Uh, once he, of course, once he hit the portal to uh, to Southern Miss, and and that was, of course, Tay Hardy. That's his teammate and close friend. Uh, that's that, that's how we initially even got in the mix on the deal. And of course, he he chose. Uh, you may have seen his list. He he had four. His final five were Florida, Cincinnati, uh, Texas. Tech, Kansas State, and us, and, uh, and and to be able to get that done had a lot to do with Tay Hardy, them being teammates at Pearl River, uh, and then, of course, Coach Chris Olney had a lot to do with that as well, right. and I'm very, very indebted. I, I love Pearl River's program. They're, they're prepared when they come out of there, hard-nosed guys, uh, uh, well-coached, and, 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 of course, for us to be able to get him in means a lot you know, to our program, but I've never quite understood why we haven't uh, uh, used maybe Jones, Pearl River, Gulf Coast, us uh, surrounded within 30 minutes of our campus, and use that as a you're talking about farm system. There's an incredible farm system for us right there. So we're working hard at developing that uh, and cultivating that and utilizing that for our own benefit. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's there's a strong I, I, Kelly. Of course, that's a good question. Um, there's a strong, strong Pearl River connection in all of that, which, of course, helped us get Wayland Napper, too, as we discussed right. in the earlier segment. Right. Coach, so, so some positive things have, have come to the Southern Miss program because of these relaxed transfer rules and the portal. But overall, I, I get the impression you're like every other coach that we've talked to. Overall, you think uh, this is going to be detrimental to to schools outside of the Power Five in the long run. Am I right about that? You're, you're spot on, Bob. And, and first of all, there's two things. Our job, we, we've gotten away from what our job is. Our job here is to help. And in my situation, of course, you talked to Coach McNellis, and she was talking about young ladies. Our job is to help educate young men. And one of the things and values that you learn in, in athletics is you. this is not a, a, a prep league for the NBA or, or whatever. Yes, if that happens, fine, but so few, there are so few jobs there. And to even, it's irresponsible for people to, to say that. Uh, hey, we, we, they're getting ready for the NBA when, of course, they're drawing players now from all over the world. And there's so few positions. It, 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 they're doing a tremendous disservice. Our job is to help prepare young men to be successful later on in life. And one of the things that you learn to deal with is learning to fight through adversity to, to work hard every day and 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 and, and overcome things and 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 it's 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 pretty dang easy when you know you can just turn and when things don't go your way and and everybody we have a bad day Bob y'all have a bad day we all have bad days in life but the real in real life and for them to just hey I, I get up and leave it's just not good for our game I'm strictly telling you my opinion and and of course and I'm going to tell you what we're doing and you're seeing a strong emphasis on. We're not as much about the portal as we are 
recruiting junior college and high school players right now because in a junior getting a junior college player, they have three uh, uniquely this year. They've got three years left. They got a year left too. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. That won't, wouldn't have happened last year. It won't happen next year. So we're at, we're we're dipping in there, and, and instead of fighting the power fives for transfers. We're looking at getting junior college guys who now would have three years of eligibility left. So mm-hmm. our strategy, we've kind of taken a counter, a counter, a counter strategy, so to speak. And uh, but I don't think it's good for the game. Uh, I think it goes against our what's supposed to be. And again, we can we can have a whole other segment on on what the NCAA. If, are, are we truly about developing student athletes and helping young men? Uh, uh, you know, later on in life, or, or are we about a farm system for professional leagues? That's what somebody, they need to understand. And this rule flies in the face of us doing our job. And for the first time last year in my, my 30 years of coaching, the first time last year I, it, I, I had to question myself like, oh, man, did I, did I, did I coach him too hard? Uh, you know, uh, did, uh, should I hold him accountable for, for missing class? You know, because if I do, he may get mad and leave. You know, and, and that's that. I, and I made the decision I was going to do it like I've always done it, and just be fair and consistent, and uh, love them like they were my own son. And that's my attitude. And if if that doesn't not good enough, it's not good enough. But I just, I, of course, you struck a chord with me, but I, I just can't see where this aligns with our mission of helping form successful young men and, and future successful citizens by having this kind of rule because, of course, at the first sign of any type of adversity, they just leave. Or the, 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 the schools that have so-called, quote, more resources and more attractive facilities, they're, they may just be more attracted to that type of stuff. And it's very, very difficult for young people. And, and you think about children. When you take show it, you show children all that you, you take them into – a store and they see all these incredible toys you know they're immediately attracted to that they're they're not old enough to discern and say well you know that that may not be really what i want right now and maybe i could if i'd put this money over into apple stock in 78 instead of buying that you know that that new new toy game you know you know they can't think far enough ahead like that so that's the situation that we're in and it's it's uh it's very unsettling, but it is. They look. They didn't ask my opinion. They won't ask my opinion next time. And and of course, we've got to adjust to it. All right, Luke, you got something else uh, for Coach? For run out of time. Yeah, Coach. I uh, I asked Coach McNellis this yesterday. She was on, and and I just I want to ask you this just to get your opinion of it. Coach McNellis had a really really good kind of balance, and and the re- the counter argument to like pro portal i'm not there but i'm just throwing it out there because i want to get your take on it you know uh people argue for the kids well these coaches come in and they they leave after a year you know they in football they get paid seven million dollars and they hop around and they just leave the kids there to dry coach mcnellis basically said you know if if a if a coach leaves players should have the option to to leave like that but i just get your take on it from a coach who you're one of you know a couple hundred guys that are like that and and I mean there is a little point to that but what I told Coach McNellis when when I chose Southern Miss when I went to Southern Miss I committed to a program not just a coach to a fan base to a university. You're making a great point and I think that is a very valid point because I'm I'm all about trying to be fair and seeing both sides of things 
and 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 they're right. Coaches leave for the same exact reason. But here here's a little bit of a difference. Those young people are getting their education. They're not in the professional workforce yet, and I don't think that's necessarily a valid parallel. And and of course, uh, it, it, we're talking about Waylon Napper and Isaiah Moore and Rashad Bolden. And of course, in in a couple of years, if I don't, we don't. If we're not successful, I'm not going to have a job. I'll be totally out of a job. And so, uh, whereas these young people are not in that situation yet. But I do agree, if a coach was to leave, I think that is a, an, a very fair and valid exception that the, the athletes on those particular schools should be allowed to transfer one time uh, without, without having to sit out. I, I do agree with that, and that's just a strictly – my opinion. So I, I, I'm very uh, aligned with Coach McNellis uh, on, on that thought. But I, I, you know, Luke, I, I think the days of guys like yourself when you came here to play football at Southern Miss, I, I really think those days are almost, and I hate to say it, uh, are, are, are almost over with where there's a loyalty to the, to the yeah. school anymore. Everything's about themselves and, and what's and that's not good, but that's how we've raised our we've raised our gener- the last couple of generations of kids. Mm. And uh, anyway, it's it's a it's a very difficult thing. But I, I do agree if the coach left uh, uh, for whatever reason, maybe was fired. It could be both ways, right? It not just it, if he got fired or and or left for maybe maybe a, a greener pasture. Uh, then then that particular those particular players should have the option of of staying or going. Sure. Coach, uh, but before we let you go, just want to congratulate you on being inducted to the Mississippi Community and, and Junior College Sports of, uh, Hall of Fame, and that's something everybody uh, needs to celebrate around Southern Miss. And, and Bob, we congratulate Coach Ladner on that. No question, Coach. And I want you to know how much we appreciate your willingness to uh, come on our show, and uh, we want you to know that you're welcome here anytime. You have something you want to share with well. the Southern Miss Nation about uh, Golden Eagle basketball. We appreciate what y'all do for the university and the athletic program. It's a great show. Y'all have a very, very strong fan base, and y'all please keep up the good work. And I'm, I'm again, I always, I say it each and every time. I'm honored to be there. Thank you so much for that. All right, I have to give a shout out to my players at Jones. You know that was, they were responsible <laughs> for that deal. But I'm very thankful. Appreciate y'all uh, acknowledging that. All right, coach. Thanks, coach Jay Ladner. Everybody, head basketball coach, University of Southern Mississippi. You know, today is the second best thing to the start of NFL football. It is the NFL draft tonight. Luke's pretty excited about his New Orleans Saints. I'm excited about the Redskins. Kelly, of course, has nothing to be excited about. He's a Bengals fan, but we're going to include him in on the conversation as well. We're going to talk a little NFL when the Eagle Hour comes back. Southern Miss to the top. Great visiting with Jay Ladner of men's basketball. You can go on uh, to Twitter also. The kid that I was talking about, the JUCO, Linton Brown. Another JUCO kid is narrowed down between Southern Miss, New Mexico, and St. Bonaventure. And, of course, uh, 
You know, we're also crossing our fingers here at the Eagle Hour that uh, Tyler Stevenson may come back and be incredible to have him and uh, newcomer Isaiah Moore down down low. So we just keep our fingers crossed. Maybe Tyler will come back. Tyler, if you're listening, come on back, brother. We, we want you in, in Hattiesburg. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, you can watch all four games from Reckling Park uh, of Southern Miss against Rice. It's Beat Rice Week. And it will be Bob Getty Fried Catfish Friday tomorrow at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, the call came yesterday. Nick Sandlin will be promoted to the Cleveland Indians, the 24-year-old former Southern Miss Golden Eagle, top relief prospect for the Indians. He will be available this weekend against the Chicago White Sox in the Windy City for the Cleveland Indians. So uh, if you got uh, if, if you see uh, the Indians or the White Sox playing and it's maybe mid to late innings, you may see Nick Sandlin's major league debut. We're pumped about that. Kirk McCarty told us a few weeks ago that he expected Sandlin to get called up. We thought it'd be a little later, but Sandlin will make uh, will, will make his MLB roster debut in the month of April 2021. So congratulations to Nick Sandlin, one of the best to ever play at Southern Miss. All right, uh, we'll bring Kelly in. And, and Kelly, we're going to talk NFL draft, uh, like Bob said, but but we got to get to this. Uh, it, it's just been a, a wild softball year. Lady Eagles, uh, about 500. Another player enters the transfer portal today, Riley Atherton, freshman pitcher. Earlier in the week, Kaylin Ladner uh, decides to transfer. McKenna Pierce uh, decides to transfer. When you hear us on the Eagle Hour talk Southern Miss softball, you hear those names. Madison Rayner, who was actually at a remote with us, uh, you know, was leading Conference USA last year in triples. She's transferred. Uh, several others have transferred. Maddie Vasquez, uh, Brianna Blankenship. And some of these big names now are starting to transfer. And, and Kelly, right now, if you go to southernmiss.com, there are nine, or I'm sorry, there are 17 Lady Eagles on the roster of a Division One softball team. If if one or two people, you know, athletes decide to go into the transfer portal, you, you could reasonably state that those are those are, you know, just. They're not necessarily related to anything. It could just be, you know, random incidences that players felt like they had to leave. But the number of players on the women's softball team that are entering the transfer portal is something, I mean, reason would dictate, logic would dictate that something's going on. Now, we're not, we don't have any idea what's going on. But I'm just saying logic would dictate that this is something that probably needs to be checked out. When this many young ladies have decided it's time to transfer or to get out. And and I'll just leave it at that. That logic would just dictate something's going on. You you don't have any pitchers. I mean, basically all your pitchers except uh, Kaylin's sister, Carson Pierce, who's the... uh, the new uh, the freshman, the freshman sensation. Morgan Linestock's still on the roster. But, yeah, guys, I'm scrolling up. There's no pitchers on the roster. That's it. You have two pitchers on the entire roster. And, uh, and, and Bob, you know, you, you've coached softball before, and, and you know um, the, the dynamics there. It just, uh, I mean, I don't know if I can say. It's, just a, it's been a dumpster fire transfer-wise this year for the Lady Eagles. Uh, Kelly Sanders coached a lot of boys uh, uh, in tournament sports. I coached a lot of young ladies, and Kelly, you, you know as well as me, you got to handle them differently. You know, young women are different than young men, and uh, you know you can't always be 
a total and complete disciplinarian. I'm not saying that's what's happening on the on the softball program, but you just you know you just you, you just have to communicate with them differently, and you know you have to know when to pat them on the back, and you have to know when not to, and uh, and you just have to handle things from the perspective of I'm not coaching a men's baseball team. I'm coaching a girls' softball team. Am I right? You are. And, and to take it further, Bob, the, the generation of athletes now that are coming up, and again, I don't want to sound like that grump, grumpy old guy in the opera box on the moments, but athletes these days have just been raised in a different environment um, than, than they were, say, even 25 or 30 years ago. So it's a style of communication that needs to that needs to take place too. And I remember when the great Chuck Knoll, who coached the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time, um, when you know people they asked him about his his success that he's had over the years, and he said it was my ability to change, right? You know, my ability to adapt my style to the athletes that I saw, you know, before me. And again, we don't know what's what's going on, but we're we're simply stating that that was there's that a problem. Many, yes. With yes. that many athletes deciding they need to get out, All right. I, I think problem. it would certainly be prudent to check into it. Well, let me say, we're working to get Jeremy McLean on the show next week, and uh, we anticipate having uh, Jeremy Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. So we'll ask him about this and uh, see what he has to say. Yeah, and, and a Book, bookend on this. Uh, last thing, say. Kelly, is, is the Lady Eagles are 2-16 and 16 in the last 18 games. They've, they have a 12-game losing streak. So, uh, yeah, just a, a lot going on there. Yeah, this may be the culmination of, of that, but, right. but whatever is plaguing the team may have started, you know, three or four weeks ago. I mean, we, we right. just don't know. But, right. but it will be interesting to get Jeremy's perspective. On the, on the Sandlin story, and, you know, what Kirk had, had talked about a couple weeks ago, the Cleveland Indians really were not planning to pull Sandlin up this early. They, they thought um, that they were going to kind of be an also-ran in that AL Central Division, they really thought that the Twins and White Sox were the were the two best teams in the division. But now the Kansas City Royals uh, have emerged as as the top team. And what the Indians are subconsciously telling everybody is, we didn't think at the beginning of the year we had a shot at winning this division, but now enough game, enough games have been played that the Indians consider themselves now, you know, they could possibly win that AL Central. So with that. They wanted to go ahead and activate Sandlin, who was just outstanding in spring training. So it was, they didn't necessarily want to do this, but they're glad that they're in a situation now where they think they can win the AL Central hmm. with Sandlin's help. Beast mode Sandlin. Boy, what a, what a story he is. All right, Kelly, uh, you got some LSU news, too. Not that we really care about LSU, but uh, what is that? Well, interesting that that the uh, that the NCAA will announce its regional sites in probably about uh, ten or eleven days, and on the cusp of that news, LSU announced this morning that as of today, all athletic facilities at LSU will be one hundred percent capacity with no masks. What a necessary. coincidence! What a coincidence! <laughs> Can you believe that coincidence? <laughs> the timing of this is impeccable, isn't it? <laughs> God. Gotta love the SEC, right? Boy, I'm telling you what. They don't leave any stone unturned to keep their advantage over everybody else, do they? So, so we can safely tell you now that there is no COVID that exists anywhere on the LSU campus. No, it's COVID-free down there. In, in the <laughs> I like it. I think it's the crawfish. I think that's what it is. It makes you immune, Must right? Be. 
or the the amount of adult yeah, beverages they consume that you wouldn't even well that that's it i think it actually burns up the covid virus inside of your body yes i think yeah, the, that's probably yeah. it the atlanta Braves. all right that may 7th they're going maskless too in atlanta may 7th 100 percent capacity for braves fans no masks go ahead luke one thing that will not be masked, or the one thing that will not be maskless, is the uh, the NFL draft tonight. And uh, we kind of want to take the rest of the show to, to to talk about the draft. And of course, Bob is a Washington football guy. I'm a Saints guy. Kelly's a Bengals guy. Kelly, um, the two names I've been seeing uh, for for the Bengals are are either Jamar Chase or if they were to protect Joe Burrow, as you went off air yesterday. Uh, you know Sewell from from Oregon, but man, today the Saints are are talking like they may trade in the top ten. I, I'm I'm excited not just because it's the Saints. For some reason, I just want to sit down, shut down, and watch the draft tonight. Kelly. Absolutely. Well, the Adam Schefter is reporting that the Saints are trying to move up into the top ten, and the thinking is they want to grab one of these quarterbacks. Apparently, you know, uh, Taysom Hill may not you know be the answer. You've got uh, the, the backup that's uh, you know Winston only has a one-year contract, so maybe they're talking about now you know, building or drafting a quarterback of the future. But just breaking, you guys, the 49ers have made this offer to the Packers. They want The 49ers want to send the third overall pick, two other players, and Jimmy Garofalo, or Garoppolo to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the Packers aren't going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Are they, and Kelly? The- and the Packers have said, Bob, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was going to say, the Packers aren't going to let go of Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, Rodgers. the third overall pick, two other players, plus Garoppolo, yeah. for Aaron Rodgers, who's not getting any younger, I, you know, you'd have to think about it anyway, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy when, G when we, just... when we get back. When we get back, I want to kind of break. I'm hearing some of that, Kelly, from I'm reading some other stuff, social media. The Saints might be going for a another player who possibly has Southern Miss connections. So, Bob, it may get interesting tonight. I can't wait. I love the NFL draft. I don't know why. I mean, nobody's playing anything, but uh, it's always fun to sit down and uh, watch the NFL draft, and that's exactly what I'll be doing tonight. Yeah, and also, Bob, before we go to break, late breaking news, Jamar Chase is being caught off of a bridge uh, before, before tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame him, Kelly? Can you blame him? No. We'll be back. <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Thursday afternoon brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. We'll be there next Wednesday. Great place for instruction. Great place for training and fitness on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Men's golf rounds out the 2021 season as a team, finished seventh in the Conference USA Men's Golf Championship at Texarkana, Arkansas, or in Arkansas at Texarkana Country Club. Matt Lorenz finishes seventh overall. Pat Rudatanyayan from Thailand, I believe. He finished uh, 13th what, what was that overall. Last so name? What, what was that name? 
the young man traveled halfway across the world to be an eagle. We're just thankful that he's here. And uh, Matt Lorenz finishes inside the top ten. So congratulations uh, to, to Matt Lorenz and uh, the Golden Eagles uh, for uh, for a showing at Texarkana. Garrett Ramsey, Southern Miss closer, has been named to the midseason stopper of the year watch list. Uh, right now, a one six nine ERA and uh, twenty five represented on that list. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the NFL draft. All right, Kelly, this is what I was hearing, and I think it's it's a given. We, we know who the first two are going to be. Lawrence at one, obviously, he's already got the playbook. Zach Wilson from BYU. But, you know, you bring up San Francisco. Will San Francisco, they're probably going to go with a quarterback. Will they go with Mac Jones? Will they go with Justin Fields? Kind of the experts are, are flipped back and forth. That would leave, uh, if, if Jones gets taken, that would leave Fields on the board. Some models have the Patriots trading up inside the top ten with Carolina at eight to get Justin Fields. But here's what I've been hearing about the Saints. So really in every, um, kind of every uh, draft model, the, the Cowboys are sitting there at ten. And they're, they're going to take a defensive player, most likely. And so if the Saints were to trade up, uh, what I've been reading is that it's not going to be for a quarterback. It's going to be for a cornerback. If, if they stay where they are, maybe one falls to them. They kind of like Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. But, guys, how about this? What if the Saints trade it up? I don't know what they would have to give in order to get Patrick Sertan II from Alabama, and he would go to the state of Louisiana. That would be huge for the Saints. I just don't know. I just don't know if you, if the Saints would or should, frankly, be willing to spend draft capital to get. I'm not saying Sertan's not a great player. He is, but I don't. I don't think he's the type of player that you're going to give up future draft picks for just to just to get into the top ten. If you're if you're drafting and giving up draft uh, capital for the future, you you got to pick somebody that there's like nobody else at that position in the draft. And that's not one of the positions where, where the draft is particularly the weakest this year. So it, it makes sense, but, but to me it would just be a too heavy a price. We'll see. But, but, you know, if, but, if they stay where they're at, there's a chance Elijah Moore, you know, from Ole Miss might fall to him, a receiver. And, and here's the other thing. You wonder if Sean Payton would really trade up inside the top ten for a defensive player, Bob. No, I don't think so. Who gets the number one draft? Who, I don't even know who that is. The Jaguars. Jags. They're going to take. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. He's yeah. he's already got the playbook. Uh, your Washington football team mm-hmm. is at nineteen, mm-hmm. and a few different people have them taking a kind of a variety of positions. Todd McShay from ESPN has uh, them taking Micah Parsons from Penn State. If he were to fall that far, that would be absolutely amazing. Uh, Mel Kuyper has them taking the safety out of uh, TCU. Kind of the other consensus ESPN uh, look has them taking a linebacker from, from Notre Dame. But there is a scenario, Bob, where they trade up to 14 and take Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State. Kelly, that's a kid. Uh, he's, he's really raw, but, man, he's got an opportunity, kind of got all the skill set, only threw one interception in his college career. Now, see, the, the, what I'm hearing is that the, uh, every, every report that I've gotten has said the Washington football team is going to draft, quote, a football player. <laughs> we like to keep everything very generic. <laughs> Very, very generic. That that is correct. 
a football player for the football team. It makes perfect sense when you think about it, Kelly. To use a basketball term, that's a slam dunk. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you one thing that that the Washington football team, I think, showed last year, and I would be happy with them drafting more good defensive players. They were very good defensively last year, very average offensively, and had a pretty good year. You can still win football games in the NFL with defense, Kelly Sander. Oh, for sure. I mean, when you look at the great, the great uh, the teams that have won Super Bowls over the past, it hasn't been the offense that we remember. Right. The Chicago Bears team of '85, you know, was not a great offense, but that defense was hellacious. Right. You know. Right. The Steelers made a living on on defense. Right. So for sure, but but you better have a stud quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. In this day and age, as, as particularly, and and the reason I think the. I think the I think the you haven't heard of Fitz Magic. We got Fitz Magic, baby. What's wrong with you, Kelly? And that's and that's what I'm saying. I don't, with all due respect, he was a Rhodes Scholar. He's a smart guy, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to take you, to, you know, to the Super Bowl. And I think the reason uh, the Bengals uh, will probably take Chase uh, from LSU is because uh, you know the game is just getting more pass happy each year that goes on. Um, but Kelly, how good can the quarterback be Burroughs on his back? I mean, has he shown an ability to really throw downfield when he's laying flat of his back? Yes. Bob, I'm going to go yes. so far as to say, don't. I'm, I'm not even going to say wait till next year. I'm going to say wait until 2025. <laughs> <laughs> hey, J- Jody Lott, text in, let us know that Auburn is at Georgia tonight, and both Jody and I hope both lose. <laughs> I'm going to be watching the NFL draft. <laughs> Me too. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, everyone. Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.